Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. There is so much going on right now across the tennis world. Of course, taking up the majority of our attention, the year's final Grand Slam, the 2021 U.S. Open, reaching its home stretch championship weekend ahead of us over the next few days. Of course, we will have all of that action covered on our mini break podcast, on our Great Shot podcast feeds. But in case you missed our announcement, we are also super excited to get back on the road to cover the 2021-2022 college tennis season. I am heading down to Knoxville, Tennessee this weekend for the inaugural Knoxville showdown. It's going to be the University of Tennessee, Columbia, Kentucky, and Pepperdine, I should say, players from each of those schools competing against one another. We're going to be broadcasting all of the action on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channels. We should have interviews with the head coaches, notable players from each and every roster throughout the course of the weekend. So again, be on the lookout for that content. But on this show, I speak with one of the masterminds behind the Knoxville Showdown, a returning champion here on our show, associate head coach of the Tennessee Men's Tennis Program, James McKay joins me once again today to talk about this weekend's action, but also, of course, to talk about where his team's program goes from here. Oh, his team's program, his program, excuse me, hey, great shot, goes from here. Obviously, Tennessee reached the semifinals of the NCAA tournament last season. They had the NCAA doubles champs in Walton and Harper on their roster, and both of those guys returned in 2022. They won the SEC conference tournament. It was a major leap forward in 2021. And of course, the leaps forward only get more difficult from here. I talked to Coach Mackay about how he, his team, Coach Woodson is, uh, Woodruff, excuse me, as well, approach this offseason and what they do from here. You know, again, how you go from very, very, very good to national champion. We talk about some of the new additions on the roster and so much more. It is a fantastic conversation that I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Just again, quickly before we get to it, Knoxville Showdown match is going to be in the morning. I believe it's 9 a.m. 11 a.m. on each of the days, maybe moves to 10 and 12 on Saturday. But if you're looking for that fix of tennis while you wait for each day's U.S. Open action to begin, again, you can follow it all with us on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. But without further ado, let's preview the event, talk a little Tennessee men's tennis with Tennessee men's tennis associate head coach, James McKay. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 
joining us on the podcast once again today. He will play host to us at the 2021 Knoxville Showdown. You know him as the current associate head coach for the University of Tennessee men's tennis team. You may also know him as a man with over 200 victories during his college tennis career at Drake, one of the hottest coaching prospects in the college tennis universe. It's our friend's coach, James McKay. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is always our pleasure, and I won't lie. The idea that the college tennis uh, season is starting this weekend is one is, that has had me amped just all week long, and let's just get right into it. For your team, coming off of a season where you guys made the NCAA semifinals, you guys had a doubles team that ended the year as the NCAA doubles champ. They start the season as the preseason number one team. How excited are th- you know exciting are things right now down in Knoxville? Yeah, we uh, we've had some 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 guys here in the summer, which has been great, uh, doing some school and getting adjusted to to Knoxville and the University of Tennessee and just the program as a whole. And it's clear that um, the talent is there, just from returners coming back and uh, some new guys coming in. Um, so now it's our job to uh, to coach. So it's uh, somewhat of a similar team to last year. I just think. We have a bit more talent. Um, no disrespect to those players who were on the team before, because they were very good. Um, but that's the way we are as a program, and we're obviously very excited. Yeah, no, that's how things should be. Obviously, at a top tier program, you were good. You only get better, and you know, obviously, for your team, I, I do want to talk about the talent you guys have brought in, and you know where things stand heading into this weekend. But uh, I do want to talk big picture because it was a weird summer for everyone, for a lot of the international kids. This was the first summer, perhaps first opportunity in maybe twelve months to have the chance to go home and have the chance to just get away from campus for a little bit of time. Uh, what was it like for you guys down in Knoxville just to have somewhat of a sense of return to normalcy and, you know, have a regular off-season summer where you can actually get on court with the guys for much more time than usual, or last year, I suppose? Yeah, it was great, actually. Um, you know, we had some, like I said, some new guys here, um, but also had um, – sorry, someone was calling me. Um, we also had – you know some some returners come back in the summer and you know we we made some some adjustments with their game and stuff like that so uh, i'm excited now to, to put it into to action and see what we can do starting this weekend um but it was it was nice to be on the court you know not have to rush and think about matches coming up and really just try and coach and and improve and, and develop so um yeah that's and- we're in a good spot and this weekend should be fun. What it sounds like you're telling me is that next season, Johannes Monday is coming back as a righty. That's what it sounds like you're trying to tell me, Coach. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> but he's going to come back stronger. I know that. He will be stronger. No, no doubt about that. And, you know, for other coaches who are listening to this or players or, you know, parents, whomever it may be, 
what is that summer training block you know look like because obviously the restrictions loosen up and you guys are just able to get on court more frequently and you're just able to work with the kids uh, because they don't have as much of a school commitment in the summer as they do during the fall or the spring and so I'm curious for you guys you sort of referenced it but is it just you know is it development is it match play what is it you guys are doing in the offseason to again build off of what was a, a tremendous step forward in 2021 well first of all it's their choice in the summer mm-hmm. um you know it's all voluntary it's that's just the rule it's all voluntary tennis but it, it gives an opportunity for these new guys to just get adjusted without having a college tournament in a week mm-hmm. uh, i think for example someone like shansuki mitsui our new japanese player you know he's obviously a very good tennis player but that's not the real importance the real importance is him being able to communicate in english and um knowing his way around and and getting adjusted to life in america Uh, and that's what's important so i think this summer we were able to do that with guys in class and uh, even guys coming back like johannes was here for for a good chunk of the summer just working on his game and different things here and there, really trying to get him stronger, to be honest, which has been a success. So, um, yeah, it's time It's time to put everything into work and go compete. Mm-hmm. And for you guys from a coaching perspective, and, yeah, I mean, again, because obviously you talk about volunteering. I know a lot of these players, they do want to volunteer their time on court. They are looking forward to having that chance to work in the summers the way they would when they were juniors and without all of the other commitments. But... From a coaching perspective, you know, again, I, I say this, I, I don't know how I could say this anything but lovingly, you guys made a jump last year. You guys were amongst the elite in college tennis, and it's one thing to chase the elite. I think that's the easier part because you see what a Florida's doing within your conference. You see what a Mississippi State, a Texas A&M were doing over the past few seasons. You guys know what that bar looks like. You've now met that bar. What do you guys do from a coaching perspective, you, Chris, Ian, to say, okay, here's the next step? How do you get the guys to push that extra amount, knowing that, again, they worked their tails off to get to that semifinal last year? I think, uh, you know, first of all, it takes it takes a long time to rebuild mm-hmm. and, and get a program back to where it should have been. Um, and that's kind of, I think last year was year four for Woody and I together and to see it get there uh, kind of shows you how long it takes to do it I think that's what I've learned just in my role um, but now I think you know to answer your question we didn't do it last year we failed in our in our mission um, and now we have a new opportunity to go do it and I think you know what I'm, I'm talking about in doing it but we came up short and you know, I'll never forget the the meeting we had after we lost to Baylor, and it was just it was just raw emotion in the hotel. Uh, but it was also just very special as well um, to see how much it care, how much it means to these guys to get so far and do so well. But also knowing that they didn't get the job done. Um, so I think. You know, you look at last year and we had a great year, but to be honest, now it doesn't really matter. It's it's time. It's it, we've moved on. The team's moved on. We have new goals as a program, and um, I think college tennis this year as a whole is going to be just extremely strong. Um, 
just so many good players everywhere and uh you know it'll be it'll be fun to watch actually Mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that and speaking of which let's talk about some of those new players you guys bring in to help pursue those goals i know you guys have down in knoxville uh obviously it starts worth mentioning you guys uh are lose from your team seniors in giles hussey uh senior in luca wiedemann as well andrew rogers also heads to pepperdine of course uh you look for your team though you guys bring in some serious talent. And obviously, uh, for college tennis fans, that probably starts with a familiar face in transfer, Emil Hud, who comes over from Oklahoma State. You guys also bring in freshmen in uh, Shinsuke Mitsui. As you mentioned, you bring in another freshman, Connor Gannon. I believe I'm, I don't want to miss anyone, so I want to say Angel Diaz, also from UT Arlington, coming over this season as well. You have them now on campus, I believe, correct? I'm curious, how, how are the new guys looking? What do you think of the new additions? Uh, I think they look great. I think they've all worked very hard. I think uh, starting with Diaz, he's the one so far that's uh, really, really impressed us. Um, no disrespect to anyone else there, or they all have, but Diaz, is, uh, he's done a great job this summer. He's a great kid which is very important to me. He's got a great family and he's thrived in a very short period of time. So we have very uh, high expectations for Diaz. Um, moving on to Shinsuke, I think he's going to be one of the most unique players in college tennis. He's got a very unique game style. He's one of the craziest athletes I think I've ever seen. Um, the biggest thing with him is just, you know, getting him adjust to university in America because uh, I'm sure on his end it's extremely difficult. Um, but he's he's done a great job. He's working hard, and I'm excited to see where he can go because I know the sky's the limit for him. Um, Emil, he's, he's done a great job as well. He, uh, you know, being from the U.K., knowing him as a junior, I know I know he's got – many gears in there which he hasn't used yet and that's the exciting part just to see him play practice matches and beat some of the best guys on our team without naming names it's it's clear he's got the ability to play at the top of college tennis um we've told him that he knows that it's just up to him to believe that and go do it um now, as you say but emil knows a win over monday when he's playing right-handed doesn't count so, you know, and when he's working on all this off-speed stuff. Um, no, I mean, again, it's a it's a super talented roster. And when you have a team, because one thing that stood out perhaps above all else was the chemistry of that team last season. And obviously guys like, you know, Walner and Hussey and Wiedemann and Walton, they had all competed together forever. And there was just – there was no secrets between that team. When you've gone through those 2019 matches against Florida together, that's going to bond you. Does this team have – I mean, I know it's super, super early. We haven't even gotten into fall competition. But do you see the frameworks of that aspect to the team as well? Because as much talent as you have, we know in the biggest moments, it comes down to the team that loves each other the most. That's exactly right. And, and before I go on to that, just answering one more about Connor Gannon. And this oh, is, yeah. this I apologize. Is I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. This is on behalf of a lot of schools is – you know, Connor's been in, in severe lockdown in Ireland for 18 months. And I bet you I'm talking on behalf of many coaches that have got players come in 
and they weren't allowed out their their homes they weren't allowed out their house they weren't allowed to go take the dog for a walk and that's literally how it was for him so kudos to him he's putting his head down he's working hard he's doing as he's told he's working and you know again he's gonna he's gonna be great he's gonna do he's gonna do good things um and to go on about the team part i think this team is definitely unique um because there are some new faces, there are some very talented faces. Um, I'd say on paper over the last five years, this is definitely the best talent. This is, I think we definitely have the best players. Um, but yeah, I think it will be it will be an adjustment for some, especially coming from you know different programs in different countries and not being able to speak the language. But then again, I, I put a lot of faith in our returners because they care, they're good people. Um, and they want to win, and I think that's what's exciting is they'll they'll help guide these new guys along and and get them to where they should be. Mm-hmm. And now they get the opportunity to see their youngsters compete on court alongside them at this weekend's Knoxville Showdown, a hidden dual format. Listeners know that is my favorite of the formats because for some reason we need to hide it. Um, it would, and it's going to be four outstanding teams, of course. It starts with yourselves. You've got a fellow SEC foe in Kentucky coming to town. They were uh, obviously last season round of 32 team played a fantastic 4-3 match against Arizona, and you know you saw them all SEC season uh you know how good they can be you get a good Pepperdine team as well they had a bunch of injuries last season but uh we know what they are capable of and what they have done over the past honestly two decades in college tennis and then perhaps the school I am singly most interested in seeing compete this weekend outside of those first three schools I listed that's called the cop-out folks is Columbia a team that has made the national indoors the last three seasons that they've competed. A team that I believe, if memory serves me correct, came down to Tennessee in 2019 and beat you guys in the kickoff weekend. They've had top 10 recruiting classes that we didn't get to see compete last season, obviously as the Ivy League canceled all of their spring sports. But those are four exceptional teams for a little bit of fall action. And I'm curious for you as we just introduce this Knoxville showdown to our listeners, which, of course, our Crack Rackets team is so excited to be covering. I get to head down to Knoxville for the first time. I feel like there's some Southern SEC in me that I'm ready to tap into this weekend. But uh, obviously for you, Coach, uh, tell me about the genesis, you know, foundation of this tournament and what it means for you guys to be able to play such a high-level match, uh, such high-level matches so early in the season. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the whole point was mm-hmm. the tournament as as early as we all could and see where we are basically. Um, so you're looking at four teams that um, all have big goals, all have good players, and it should be exciting just to see where we all are um, in company of you. So hopefully that'll report some some good matches and help promote the sport. Um, but yeah, we're we're all looking forward to it, and uh, things will start Friday at, at ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. And for our fans who aren't really aware of what you know, the fall competition schedule is scattered. I know there there are the big events. There's you know the All American. There uh, they're, they've renamed all of the ma- the uh, tournaments so many times. It's hard to keep up with it. But there are the major fall individual events, and that's the key word. Is everything in the fall is individual. That's why it's the hidden dual format this weekend. 
What are you guys looking for from a coaching perspective from your players here? For me, I always say if a veteran has a bad fall, I don't really care about that. I'll see them in the spring. I'm looking at how the young players compete. I want to see, you know, how Shinsu competes. I want to see how a new team of HUD and X competes in doubles because obviously last year, Emil HUD, we saw him in, uh, qualify for the NCAA tournament in doubles. What are you guys from your coaching staff perspective looking to see this weekend? Um, I'm expecting a lot of kinks. I'm expecting a lot of things that are going to frustrate me um, and Woody and Ian. I think we're going to see things that are great and things that we need to work on immediately. Um, But that's the whole point of it is to see where we are. I think one thing that the SEC did a great job, which we were so fortunate to do last fall, is is compete. Um, and we organized all these hidden duels with each team and mixed it up where we went. And it was honestly a great uh, indication to us as coaches, not only us, but all schools really, um, where we were, where we were as a team. And uh, just based on records at the end of the weekend and who beat who and so-and-so beat this guy and that guy and um you know these hidden duels are are a good way for new players to realize that individual competition is is actually not all about playing for yourself if that even makes sense but um they'll get to play alongside their teammates and uh, get that feeling of 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 a duel match but at the same time they're playing for themselves so it's exciting we're excited and uh ready to go Mm-hmm. No, it, it's going to be a super fun event, no doubt about that. And again, the, the level of tennis itself should be extraordinarily high. Um, you know, yes, all results matter to an extent, but I suppose given there are no, you know, other than for the rankings, serious implications, sometimes, you know, the approach to a fall schedule really varies from school to school. Is one of your takeaways, and it sounds like it is, from the COVID experience, one of the silver linings to perhaps schedule more aggressively in the fall? Uh, Because, you know, again, I heard rumors about all the hidden duels, who looked good, who didn't look good over the course of last season. Is that, you think, just success perhaps in those hidden duels, that creates the belief in the fall that helps you go off and have a 2021 season like you guys did? I definitely credit our success last year to last fall, without a doubt. Um, I don't think it's as necessary for fifth-year vets and guys who know what they're doing who have been in the biggest situations as a team. But to line up six guys um, and, and kind of make it feel like a dual match, especially new players, you, you can't really put a price tag on that. You know, what would you rather do, that or send the guy to an invitational wherever? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just an absolute no-brainer. So I think to answer your question about scheduling – it's up to each coach really i think it just depends what they want to do and and where they are as a team Uh, i think a lot of teams are in different situations depending on age and level but i know that in our fall schedule we're going to play a couple hidden duels and then we're also going to play some bigger college events and then also the the pro events too so it's a good mix of different levels based on where we are as a group do we have the knoxville challenger on the schedule lock that in this fall Yes, yep, November 7th to the 14th, I believe. 
Oh, that is fantastic. I guess I might be coming down to Knoxville twice this fall. Um, but some rapid fires for you before I let you go because obviously we're going to see each other. I don't want you to get sick of me quite yet. Um, if there's one player on the Tennessee roster who fans should watch particularly closely this weekend, and I know they're all good, but who should we be watching? Who had the summer that you're like, this is the guy, trust me, you're going to enjoy this, Alex? Emil Hud. Ooh, I like that pick. I I think – so this leads me to my next rapid-fire question. I had some conversations in Kalamazoo uh, with coaches recruiting for the now versus recruiting for the future, balancing the availability of these super seniors, guys like Emil Hud, who are un, unequivocally going to walk on campus and make a positive contribution versus – you know, building for the future, making sure you're getting freshmen in the program, keeping the four-year plan in mind without sacrificing the one year. How difficult has that been for you guys? Yeah, that's uh, that, that, that's, that's open to kind of worms. That could be a, a three-hour conversation. Uh, yeah, that's not a rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, oof. It's uh, a t- yeah. No, I, I would say, is it something you guys weigh for sure? I, that's the discussion? It, without a doubt. It's mm-hmm. It's – it's a. Uh, I don't know if you can rapid fire that answer, but uh, I'll try. <laughs> I think to, to answer as quickly as possible, it's it is a, a recruiting conversation that needs to be communicated on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a fair way of putting it. I agree. And again, we can have this conversation more over the course of the weekend. Um, again, as I rapid fire here down the home stretch. What things you're looking for from the fall from your guys? Just again, bullet point takeaways. What you want to see from them as they compete this fall? Uh, teamwork, Com- just competitors. No matter what the score is, um, staying healthy. To be honest, um, <laughs> and and I think just just to summarize, like these these guys know kind of from what I explained to them is from from July or June or whatever until December. It's your time. It's not our time. You guys, we'll set up the tournaments and we'll get you to the right places. But ultimately, it's your time to show, hey, I should be, I could be playing there. I could be doing this. Okay, well, now's your time to do that. Um, so there you go. No, I love it. Walton and Harper being ranked preseason number one. What does that mean to Tennessee men's tennis? I think uh, for them, Walton and Harper is pretty cool to be number one. Um, but... I'm I'm excited for them to get back on the court together, and I think they have very big goals to come back and and try and do it again because I think there's a very good chance you'll see him at one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I like to hear. That's a little breaking news, but let our fans know. All right, uh, again, home stretch. Two more for you. Thing you are most looking forward to showing off about Knoxville this weekend to our Crack Rackets fans. Ooh. Um... I'd just say some great competition. I think yeah. you know, you're going to see some a, a nice facility, which is all great. But I think you're just going to see some some great fall competition that's it's lacked over the last year and a half due to unfortunate situations. Um, and it'll be great for you guys to promote college tennis and promote the game. And um, yeah, I think it, it should be a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people will tune in and, and get more of a also an idea of how a hidden duel actually works. Yeah, I think that is the thing. I can't, like, I am excited for that fact. I have seen every scenario in college tennis 
except the hidden duel. And so oh. I am super, super excited for that. But obviously the last question, the most important question, I will ask you the reason listeners wanted to have you on the show here today. Who is winning the 2021 U.S. Open men's, women's, singles title? Who does James McKay have? I got I, – first of all, I got a root for the Brit. I got a root for Emma. She is <laughs> – I think what's impressive is she hasn't lost a set, and she's destroying people. Yeah. So I'd love to see her win it. I think, I think Medvedev might do it. Um, I don't want to say Novak, but I think Medvedev might get him. Uh, doubles. There's two British teams in the semis of the men's. Just to throw that out there. Um, so I don't know. I feel like uh, Steve Johnson and Query. They. They're a, a great team, so I think they could potentially win the doubles, though. So, is great. Joe Salisbury is is Joe Salisbury your age, like college wise? Was he yeah, same, time? same age, mm-hmm. same conference? He played at Memphis, so it wasn't. Yeah, right. I think I can't remember. I think year the first year was the same conference or something, and then after that, I all switched. But um, yeah, we played them. We played those Memphis Tigers every year. It was it was like a, just a bunch of Brits teeing off against each other it was carnage <laughs> yeah to give me yeah, that's the film i want to see well you know again i'm hearing reports the newest parsa bomb is that the youngest of the makais is starting to walk and that's always <laughs> terrifying of course those are the rumors on the street but uh of course coach always appreciate uh you taking the time to chat with us really looking forward to getting down to knoxville this weekend to cover the knoxville showdown and obviously wishing you and the guys luck and looking forward to seeing you compete thanks a lot for having me on uh, always a pleasure coach take care see you when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Tennessee Men's Tennis Associate Head Coach James McKay. I always enjoy getting the chance to chat with Coach, and obviously Tennessee's a school all of us will continue to be watching closely throughout this 2022 season. They're going to get a couple of cracks at Florida. They're obviously going to get to see the prohibitive national champion within their conference, so they'll know what the standard is to win a national title this year, and got a ton of talent on the roster certainly again I'm a big believer in coach Woodruff in coach Mackay coach Van Cott as well so uh, looking forward to seeing them compete this weekend looking forward to seeing them compete throughout the 2022 season it's crazy I think folks College tennis season's right around the corner. Fall action underway. We've got the dual match season starting in January. That preview content a little bit further on the uh, down the line here at Crack Rackets, but it's closer than you think, folks. So I suppose be on the lookout for that in the long term, in the short term. U.S. Open content on our mini break and great shot podcast feeds each and every day. You can find all of that content wherever you listen to your shows or on our website, CrackRackets.com. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff for the 
a veteran job they do day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends over at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With all that said, for our fantastic guest, Associate Men's Tennis Head Coach at Tennessee, James McKay, for Super Producers, Fligner and Westoff, friends at Tennis Point, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I am your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.